Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Good Good afternoon. Welcome to the Raw Makers podcast. The one-stop shop for courage, confidence and mindset building. Also bringing you all the aspects of mental health awareness, business and entrepreneurship. We are your hosts, Adam Ellis and Jason Borman of the Raw Makers Coaching. Now, tonight we wanted to talk about a very special topic to our hearts. We don't have a guest tonight per se, but we're going to just chat to you as the Raw Makers and be open and vulnerable. And the topic tonight is male vulnerability. And we're going to go into deep into you know, some of our stories with mental health and um, try and resonate with some of our listeners and viewers that might be watching and listening. So do you want to start us off, Adam, just to explain a little bit about male vulnerability and what that is? Yeah. So male vulnerability is it's more of a, a taboo subject, really, isn't it? Whereas it's, it's a stigma around males can't be vulnerable because that's not what a man does. All these terms you hear, like man up and men don't cry and all that shit, it, it's just all shit. Because what is man up? Exactly, what does it actually mean? Um... You can't explain, if you can't explain something, then what does it actually mean? So male vulnerability is a big topic close to my heart and yours. And we we want every man, I know I'm generalising here, but we pretty much want every man to be vulnerable and open up and talk to people about their problems, challenges, issues, whether it's relationship, work-related, just generally down. Any kind of issue or problem you have, it's better to talk to to someone, whether that be a family member, a friend that you trust, a coach, a counsellor, whatever, whoever you feel trusted by. Yeah. So aside from like being men and you know caring about this issue in terms of us sharing our vulnerabilities and feeling okay to do so, um, we've also got another mission. Well, the role makers have got a mission to you know try and reduce the number of male suicides between the ages twenty-five to forty-five, and you know even right down to school-age boys. Like you know, there's just too many. Um, males taking their life because they feel like they can't you know because there's a stigma around not being vulnerable you know not looking weak in front of your fellow man like that's not the case like you know to share and be vulnerable shows great strength and we want to really kind of get that message across it's okay to go and chat to someone you know, I'm not saying go and spread it down the, the local pub, but like, you know, I'm on about finding someone you actually trust to confide in or a, or a professional who, you know, 
you, know, you can pay for that time and they can you know, openly listen to you. Um, you know, and if you've generally got uh, you know feelings of feeling suicidal or anything like that, I'm sure most people won't even you know charge you for that time and just kind of setting you back on the right right path. Um, you know, away from you know feelings like that, and you know, at the same time accepting them, you know, as part of being human. And we all have our down days, of course. And yeah, it's just about raising awareness that it's okay not to be okay. It's like everyone's got a story to tell, but somewhere along the line, when you tell that story other people might resonate with that and think, fuck, I'm feeling that way. I mean, if he's felt that way and he's overcome it, maybe I can. And that's how you reach out to him and you say, how did you do this? And then it's, that's a cycle then because the, the less people that post about the stories openly and honest from them from themselves then it's not getting out there. And then other people are like, oh, well, it's only me going through this problem. That's what some men think, isn't it, really? Yeah. I'm not genuine, but some men think, well, there's only me going through this problem, so no one can help. But the more you put your story out there and the more it resonates with that person, then to me, from my map and my view, it may be like, well, if he can do it, I can do it. I'm not the only one who's going through it alone. There's someone else out there. Yeah, and it's, it's just so sad to see that men feel that they can't, you know, open up. You know, maybe they don't like getting sad. You know, maybe that's the reason. Maybe it makes them feel not very really nice in the moment. But overall, in the long run. It, going to help you you know if you release some of that you know anxiety or that you know that depression that you might feel you know if you get that those down days that really kind of overwhelm you for and knock you down um it's just knowing that there are people out there ready to support you and uh, the sort of message we wanted to get out we did a live in our community so courage and confidence hub with jason and adam on facebook um, if you're not part of that community, then it's going to make yourself part of that community. It's a brilliant space where, you know, we allow freedom of you know, speech and just being open and honest. And we recently did a live in there, you know, our weekly live, and we talked about this topic and we wanted to kind of carry it on today. Not to keep people in that view, but it's kind of while we're on the subject, let's, you know, really drive this to drive this home and um, make people really aware you know what goes on when you're feeling that that way so it's like thinking it that uh, that thing I hate to say but that standard response when someone asks are you okay and the standard response well as a man my standard response is to say I'm fine even though you're not fine the thing is, I'm fine. I might look happy on the outside. I might look engaging and having a bit of a laugh and banter. But on the inside, 
I'm broken. On the inside, I'm fucking hurting. But no, no one knows what you're going through on the inside because no one can see. So as soon as you say I'm fine, they'll be like, okay, and then they carry on. It's when you take that second to go, no, but are you actually fine? Are you okay? But most people don't. As soon as they say I'm fine, they just move on. Yeah, and it's, you know, sometimes it can be painful to go, I'm not saying this process is an easy one, you know, especially for men, like, you know, because we have that, you know, I'm, I'm fine, I, you know, and they kind of protect that, you know, and wash it under the carpet, you know, and bury it and bury it and bury it. We're very good at that, you know, in terms, because of all this conditioning, you know, I think of, you know, the idea of what a man should be, you know, you know, passed down, you know, from our fathers and grandfathers and, you know, and people around us who we look up to, you know, male role models when we're growing up. Um, and, yeah, they don't always show their emotions. So we've learned not to art as well. And it's about trying to break that cycle and, just being more human, like. I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, I I was one of the guys who would quite happily listen to other people's problems and help them through it, but I wouldn't talk about my own. I'll take everyone else's problem on and help them through that, but I would not talk about my own problems. So not only you've got your own problems to deal with, now you've got everyone else's problems that you're trying to help. And in a way, that's, you know, my coach called me selfish when I said that to her. Because it is, you know, when you help someone, you feel very good. You know, you feel, yeah, I've really done some good today. You know, and I can really, you know, stamp that and say, you know, yes, I've helped that person. Um, it felt good, you know. So when we don't allow people near our problems, you know, in terms of them helping us, you know, even if it's just a pet talk, you know, or whatever they can give us. I'm not saying they can heal our problems, maybe they can't, but if you don't tell them, they never can. And I think that's a very powerful statement, you know. If you don't share people, share with people, what's going on for you, even if they can't help you, and you know that, if you don't share, then they never can, and that's a travesty, you know, because you're also denying them the good feeling of feeling like they've helped you, you know, and it's reciprocal, isn't it, like, you know, this, this process of being human and showing love and connection. It's like that statement, if if you can't help yourself, how can you help others? Yeah, there's nothing girly about showing love and showing affection. It's not like a you know anti-man issue. You know, you're not becoming less of a man because you're showing these emotions. If you still believe that, then you know, I put, you know we need a chat. <laughs> you know, and. Um, let, come to me, let me help you get rid of some of those beliefs because they're definitely not serving you. You know, if the numbers of suicide in men are still sky high, then 
the message is not getting out there and you know more people need to come and bang on my door and chat to me explain to me why being a man and keeping your feelings bottled up is better than you know being a man and openly showing them because stop being a man just because you're crying on my shoulder like you know what i mean because you're going through a rough time you know and i can say from experience that bottling stuff up ain't good it doesn't serve you it's it's probably the worst thing you could do yeah absolutely it didn't serve me and it definitely won't serve you i've had some backlash this week you know for the summer stuff that i'm posting you know some of my you know friends and family have like reacted badly and i'm like you know why you know, I did a post where I shared, like, an unhappy picture of myself, like, you know, really vulnerable. Like, if I can take a smiley face, why can't I take one of me looking at my worst? You know, and I thought it was a powerful statement and not, it's not always rosy for people. Like, you know, we were so used to seeing people's highlight reels, it's sometimes shocking to know that people aren't actually that happy. Um, and it's not the continual state for me, you know, it's, you know, some days I have down days, some days I'm on top of the world, and it's just, that's the same for everyone, I'm pretty sure, like, and, you know, no matter how good at coaching we get, you know, we can't be behind the steering wheel and under the bonnet at the same time, even the best mechanic can't do that, you know. So when you're driving this body around, you know, you're thinking, you're in your thoughts. It's very hard to shift your thoughts, you know, when you're yourself. That's why we all need coaches, even coaches need coaches. And that's why I've got my support around me and I, I use them. And yeah. And that's it's like on helps me and it helps them feel good about themselves as well. But they've helped me. I'm more than happy to give that to people because I'd rather that and, you know, air my dirty laundry and stuff like that and what's going on for me than to keep it bottled up and just eating away at me. Like, because then I'm taken away from me and, like, there's less of me to give, you know, in terms of when I have a good day. It was like on our, our live we did yesterday in the Courage and Confidence Hub with Jason and Adam. If you're not a member, please join. It's it's definitely a safe space, like Jason said. There's no judgment whatsoever. You will not be judged. You've got your freedom of speech and you can post anything, whether it's your up days, your down days, your wins, your losses. Whatever, you post it on there and we will help you through. If you've got the losses, we'll build you up. If you've got them wins, we'll celebrate them. Yeah, absolutely. But like on on the live we did yesterday, when I, when I said I was so close from quitting coaching, because on, on that week, I was at my lowest. I didn't show us at my lowest. I showed my happy face. I was laughing and joking. But on the inside, I was fucking crying. But I went back to my old ways where I used to, I just bottled it all up. 
And obviously, if you've not seen our podcast, if you check out episode one and two of mine and Jason's story, we do go into detail about our experiences and our old ways and how coaching has helped us. But I went back into my old way where I bottled it up. And I bottled it up so much, I didn't even, I didn't even speak to anyone. I didn't speak to parents, friends. I didn't speak to Jace, my business partner. I didn't even speak to Suze. I spoke to no one and bottled it up. And then all them thoughts came on at once. All them thoughts, all them thoughts. And I was literally about that close from going, you know what? Fuck this, I'm done. I'll say, coaching's done, I'm gone. Can't do it anymore. But that's when I, I think, well, how's it actually helped me? All this time I've put in, all this effort, all the money we spend on it, like making ourselves, all the time, energy, money, blood, sweat, tears we spend on ourselves. Was it all worth it? Yes, it was. At the time, it wasn't because I was on the down day. But if we reflect back on everything that I've done, the time, the blood, the sweat, the tears, the amount of stuff I've put into this and what I've gained from it, and how many people I could serve, how many people I have served, how many people I will serve, the business we're building, the friends I've gained from it, the love and the support and all that, then why would I chuck all that down the grid just for one fucking down day? And that's where the words never give up come in. Because life is hard. No one on this planet is walking through life going, this is a piece of piss. Life is hard. But it's not... I'm going to... A quote from Sylvester Stallone in Rocky Balboa. It's not how hard you can get hit. It's how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. And it's a true statement. That is how winning is done. If you give up now, what have you got in life? You've got fuck all. You're a quitter. You're a loser. You're going to do nothing with your life. You're just going to be a waste of space which is the thoughts that I was going through at the time. But then, just them three words, never give up, is what started to make my brain, whatever's in there, my brain tick. And then come out of that cycle and be like, well, I've put all this time and energy and blood, sweat and tears into this. I'm building a business. I've helped people. I'm going to help people. I want to change the suicide rate in men. I've gained friends from it. I've gained qualifications. I've gained this, that and the other. And what's better than just chucking it all in the bin when you've got all this behind you? Not only can you change yourself, but you can change other people in the process. Now, for me, that, that, is bigger than giving up. That's bigger than quitting. I don't want to be no fucking quitter. That's it. It's the only way you can truly fail, isn't it? Which is if you give up. Right, so, failures are good. We need to 
or if we want we want to be people who you know take the failures as lessons and move forward with it like without failure there's no success yeah no one and you can talk to the top entrepreneurs the top businessmen the top coaches the top counselors whatever you could talk to the top of the top CEOs and I guarantee they will not come out and say oh yeah I've, I've never failed I got success straight away that's bullshit if they say that run the other fucking way because no one has gone through life or the jobs to reach where they are without failing you have to fail to succeed it's like the iceberg analogy, isn't it? I don't know if you've ever seen that picture. You've got the iceberg, you know, labelling success above the water, like above the waterline. And then below the surface, you've got sometimes three, four, five times, you know, the iceberg that's on the top, you know, below the surface. And that's all your, you know, your determination, your failures, your, you know, and all the blood, sweat and tears that's gone into kind of your journey so far and you know the success is what people see but you know what they don't see is you know the hard work so that's what I'm determined to show people and you know that it's not easy like but we're still going forward like we're not going to let this you know anything stop us on our mission that's what a mission is you don't stop until you've achieved it you know And you might fail along the way. In fact, you will fail along the way. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You will fail. It's not me being nasty or being negative and that. That's me speaking the truth. Well, we will fail. Yeah, this is me it's speaking. A way of putting it. Like... Now, I say this is me speaking the truth. This is just from my map, my view. This is what I see the truth is. Other people might not see it yet. From my view, the truth is, you will fail. There's no point going around life going, oh, I'll never fail, I'll never fail. I'm sorry, but you will fail. Without failure, you can't succeed. Without failing as a person, you can't make yourself a better person. Because we're all going to make mistakes. It's not the mistakes you make that counts. It's what you do with their mistakes, the lessons you learn from their mistakes and how you can improve and make it better going forward. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of it's just acceptance and, you know, acceptance of that, you know, need to fail because that's the only way you're going to learn and be able to grow. You know, if you, you know, your vision is not big enough if you don't, if it's not scaring you. Like that's another thing as well. It comes into what you want from the future. And if your vision's not scaring you, it's not big enough. Because I'll, I'll honestly put my hand up now and say, I was one of them people who said I would never fail. I was one of them people who say, I'm never going to fail. I'm going to be a success. I don't need to change. And... Yeah, it got me for a bit of life, but did it serve me? No. Was it good for me? No. The only, apart from meeting you and Susan, going through all the coaching journey, 
the only time it really hit me of me being selfish and going, I'll never fail. The only time it really fucking hit me is by one of the top female coaches, Lindsay Cap, who does emotional intelligence. If you've not done that course, I encourage everyone to do that course because I can guarantee from doing it myself, and Jason might tell you as well, I can guarantee within that eight weeks of you doing that course, you will see a different side of you. You'll see a better side of you. And at the end of it, you will be a better person because everything that you thought will get rethinked. Everything that you did, it was not serving you. And you might not see it in the first two, three weeks, but I guarantee from week four, you will start to see them changes. So I do encourage you all to check out lindsaycapcoaching.com and sign up for the eight-week EI course. It's the best thing you'll ever do. But that was a moment. That realisation, reality, slapped me in the face is when Lindsay Cap did them eight weeks with me. I mean, that is a genuine testimonial. We're not getting plugged here or anything like that. No, we generally love Lindsay and her work and what she does. The time she spends with, you know, us as coaches and attempting to make us better, more ethical and, you know, generally more heart-led. And I'm, I'm not saying to bump her up like she's the be- one of the best coaches. She is actually one of the best coaches. And she's been recognised for it. I think last time I checked, it might still be the same, but I think she's the number one female coach. Is it in emotional intelligence or in coaching? She's pretty much the female number one coach. So I guarantee, not guarantee, okay, no. I encourage you to even, if you don't want to do the EI, just do some coaching with Lindsay because it will change you. But I definitely encourage you to do the EI because obviously there's 15 areas. We have done over it on previous podcasts, so check them ones out. But there's 15 areas in your life that you didn't even know was out of balance. Like, I I was an empath. My, my empathy was through the roof. And my self-regard, that was like six feet under. And during them eight weeks, it it's changed me. My empathy has come right down, but my self-regard has gone right up. Into balance. And that's really what you're after when you do this EI course. You know, it's balance um, within the whole 15 areas. You know, there's no point having one that's sky high, one that's down there and not being worked on, you know, we need to be able to play with all these dials, you know, and get them all to a place where they're in this middle zone, you know, and that's, you know, balance, you know, balance as humans, it comes across in how we express um, and, you know, show our heart, you know, we actually wear our heart on our sleeve, we're heart-led people now, and, um, we serve from a place of love and connection. And um... and it even goes into male vulnerability because before 
I did the EI course, I felt like I couldn't be vulnerable. Obviously, I've been vulnerable to you and Susan, that, but that that's through the coaching. And I, the I, feel it, I feel it's the ego that gets in the way, you know, because of that. It's, you know? But obviously, when I did them eight weeks with Lindsay, she's pretty, one who, pretty much the one who kicks my ass to say, you can be vulnerable. There's nothing wrong with being vulnerable. In fact, vulnerability is the best thing you can do. It's the deepest version of ourselves, I think. It's the closest to our soul. It's how we genuinely feel. It's the truth. You can't it is. Other than the truth. Um, you know, it's our authentic selves. You know, and if, um, when we're sharing those vulnerable moments, it's how we really feel. And what's the point in being anything other than your authentic self? Like, you may feel it's great, you know, living these lives, telling people, you know, yeah, I'm the, yeah, I'm this, I'm that, you know, but it's just your ego. And when we learn to shelf that and, you know, put that to one side and just serve from the heart, even if you're not a service person, you know, I mean, serving on a close, closer, you know, paradigm, you know, where you're just serving your family with love and connection. You know, how can you expect your kids to be open and vulnerable with you if you're not willing to be open and vulnerable with them? How are you going to meet them in, you know, common, you know, love and connection? Same with your wife, you know, your partner, um, whoever you're, you know, in an intimate relationship with. You need to be able to feel that you know, love and connection from both sides. You need to know what you're thinking. You need to know, they want to be there for you and support you just like you want to be there for them. And that's what makes the strongest relationships is when we can, you know, we feel needed in that way, you know. We are there for each other. We are there to support one another's emotions. And when we're struggling and having a down day, you know, someone to take control and, you know, just, Tell us it'll be okay. And yeah. So in the child work as well, you know. I think most men need healing from their childhood. Because, you know, they're beaten and molded into this, you know, person that we're seeing today. This kind of scared to be vulnerable, you know, scared to, you know, do anything about their ego, unwilling to deviate from society from what society believes man should be it's like after our live yesterday when we came off our live and that I sat in bed for a bit and this thought came into my head and the thought was before being vulnerable I was speaking a lie before being vulnerable and you're bottling it up, you're speaking a lie. Now being vulnerable, the, vulner the vulnerability is the truth. So when you're not vulnerable, that's your ego. And your ego is speaking the lie to protect you. Being vulnerable is the truth. So when you're being vulnerable, you are speaking your truth. Now, some people might not agree with that, that's fine. That's their view, their opinion, their map. But with my map and my view, 
being vulnerable is the truth. When you're speaking from a vulnerable place, you are speaking from a place of truth rather than a place of lie. And the place of truth is what's going to serve you. The place of truth is what's going to help other people. It's being the mirror, isn't it? You want to, you want to be the mirror to show you what's possible for you. And we can't do that from a place of lying to you. We have to be in our truth in order for you to show us yours. You know, we have to be vulnerable in order for you to be it. I feel comfortable being vulnerable. Yeah. In order for us to feel love and connection, we need to be able to mirror that, you know, and creating a safe space for our clients, you know, and just putting our arm around them first and foremost and just listening. Because if 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 we can't be vulnerable, if we don't practice what we preach, how are the, the clients ever gonna trust us to help them? we can't practice what we preach. If we can't be vulnerable, if we can't make a safe space, if we can't tell our truth, then who the hell are we to tell someone else their truth? Yeah, so I was saying I had a bit of backlash from the posts I was posting this week. It just got me thinking like how in that mindset everybody is and or most people are you know i don't want to generalize that but it's mostly people close to me like family and friends like who are not in the coaching space that have reached out and said oh um i don't think i should have posted a picture of myself you know looking upset or you know, do I want to bring people down and all these sorts of comments? No, in the fact, I'm doing the opposite. You know, I'm, I'm showing people what's possible for them, you know. That I'm showing them the truth of probably what's happening in their life that they're, they're running away from. And they're, they're, you know, they're not being courageous enough to show. You know, and if that strikes, you know, some chords with people in a negative way, then this is a topic I'm prepared to get a few haters over because I know I'm going to get a lot more love and connection, you know. And in a way, just highlighting me to me that you're not the people I want to be around. And I still love you, but I don't agree with that view and that yeah that's where the disconnect comes in between and it's sad because these are the people that are supposed to be close to me yeah it's like the friends in it you could have 15 friends in a group it only takes one person one person to be that negative always be the negative one and that that one person versus 14, that one person is going to win. Because as soon as you've got a negative person, that automatically just spreads through everyone else and it brings a whole team down. It makes everyone around you negative. It even makes you negative. You can have 14 positives and one negative. 
That one negative will win. And, um, I mean, that wasn't my intention to do that. And, yeah, I did apologise to those people and say that I'm sorry that that's made you look at yourselves differently, you know, or maybe they're keeping up with their ego, you know, in terms of, oh, people are going to look at me bad because you're, you're a close friend or close relative of mine and therefore I should be more aware of you and be responsible for your happiness in some sort of way. And I've made it clear to people that no one is responsible to any, for anyone else's happiness. You know, you alone, you alone is, can be responsible for your happiness. You know, that's not anyone else's um, responsibility. Well, it's like no one can be responsible for your actions. Like the actions you do, I can't be responsible for. The actions I do, you can't be responsible for. No one can force you. I mean... Back in the early days, it could, but no one can force you to do anything. Now, I know some people are going, well, what about abuse and this and that? No, no one can force you to do anything. You are responsible for your actions. Now, if this hits a nerve with people, then I apologise. Not my intention to offend anyone, but this is my view this is the truth from my view you cannot be responsible for anyone any other actions that's not your own yeah i mean that doesn't mean bad stuff can't happen to you just means you know we've also got a responsibility for ourselves and you know and even if this bad thing happens to you it's what you do then after it you know is in your control you know, we know bad things have happened to a lot of people. I'm not saying anything like, you know, it's your fault or anything like that. That's not what we're saying here. It's kind of just, you know, it's accepting what's happened to you and deciding with a, you know, a full heart what you then do with that, you know. Do you let it eat you up or do you go and help other people suffering the same thing? You know, there's two different options, two very different options, you know, like, and, you know. It's like, uh, I mean, domestic abuse. I'm going a bit off topic here, but this, just bear with me here. Like domestic abuse, I do not agree with that one bit. That no one should go through that relationship being violent whether it's the man to the woman the woman to the man no one should go through a violent relationship but in my view you have two choices to make and again i express this is just my view this is not the truth it's my view there's two choices you can make one you stay with that person stay in that negative unserveful relationship and carry on what you're doing or two you get help and you try and make your life better and get the help two choices and that that's what it's like with male vulnerability there's two choices you choose to be vulnerable 
or you choose to bottle it up and basically tell a lie for the rest of your life. Yeah, or either that or it's just going to eat you up, you know, until it releases an explosion like a volcano. And you end up, you know, shouting at your kids or, you know, shouting at someone in the street, you know, a little bit too zealously. And you don't mean that. It's just what it comes out in those sort of ways, you know, and it's not it's not going to create better love and connection, you know. It's, and in my view, that's not what a man is. A man is supposed to lead by example. Is that like, you know, if you want your kids to be bottling up all this, you know, Say you've got a son, would you want him to bottle his, you know, pains and sufferings up? And I'm sure the majority of you would say no to that. So why the hell are you? Why aren't you, you know, showing and leading by example? And this is how you handle your emotions, my boy. Or, you know, whatever. Like, this is, this is me being vulnerable with you. Like, I want to mirror that behavior and show you how it's done and teach you know our children that way um i'm speaking generally here like i'm not a father i hope to be one day but i know the kind of father i want to be um you know it's that i wouldn't expect my son to do anything that i wouldn't comfortable doing myself you know, or had walked the path, you know, because I want to be able to advise them on all this kind of stuff. And if I'm too scared to go there, like, and be vulnerable and be open, you know, how the hell am I going to explain that to, to them? And, you know, even if it's, yeah. And I, well, I kind of want to share a bit of my story and why this means so much to me as well. You know, about a year ago, I went through a redundancy for the third time in my life. I was literally went into a very deep, dark depression. I hid it from everybody, <laughs> funnily enough. You know, and it's only since I started coaching that it's opened my eyes. So a year ago, I was like everyone who bottles it up now, you know. I mean, I still get days where I want to shut the world out, but eventually I will talk to someone about it because I know now that's the only way to get, you know, on the on the right side again and heal myself. Um, and I know that it doesn't show weakness and doesn't show the things I thought it meant, you know. If anything, it shows the opposite. You know, you're showing strength, you're showing... Um, extreme courage to be able to put yourself in that vulnerable place, you know, in front of other people. Um, yeah, I just started getting vulnerable as I possibly could, and like this coaching journey has completely transformed me, basically. Um, I've always been quite an open person, but never about my pains, and that was one thing I never would share. No, I was always just suffering silence and I realised it didn't, wasn't doing anything for me. And you guys must be feeling that as well, whoever's going through those sort of down days and doesn't feel like sharing. Doesn't feel like, you know, telling anybody what you're going through. I want you to hear this message, you know, it 
you're showing strength by being vulnerable. And it's not a weakness at all, right? In fact, it shows me great bravery. Shows that courage and confidence. Well, it shows that courage. And it shows me the truth. You know, I want to see the truth of people. Like, authenticity is one of my highest values. So when I meet people, I want to meet the real them. And, uh, I don't want to meet people's highlight reels because I know it's not real. Not to say we can't have a positive conversation. You can tell me about all of the highlights of your life because you can. And I, you know, I absolutely champion everybody's wins. But I also want to be there for you know your darkest days. And to help you through them and to shine a light, you know. Yeah, we don't like fake people. No one, no one likes fake friends. It's just what's the point of it? It's like you, you want, and you're there to make a genuine connection with someone, you know, and share genuine things, you know. What's the point of a fake friend? Just cheating the relationship, basically. You're already, you know, making it false. You know, before you've even started it. So. And I mean, I know. I'm not saying on the first date, you know, you go out and you tell everyone your life story. But, you know, don't be scared if someone asks you that sort of deep question. You know, be, don't be scared to go there if the questions go there. Like, you know, I'm not saying you have to sit someone down and just talk about yourself for an hour. You know, go into all the traumas of your life because, you know, I want you to do what's serving you in that moment. You know, it might not serve you to dig up old wounds. But to talk about what you're going through now is the most important thing. And if that means you're having a down day and you're talking about that now, that's how you move forward because you're getting that and you're, you know, you're using that support network around you, you know, you know to a positive effect. And I mean, when I was younger, I used to have a lot of fake friends. Just so I could say I had friends. And if you're only being friends with someone just so you can say you've got friends, then not only are they the fake friends, but then you're a fake friend too for thinking like that. And I mean, I'll be honest, I ain't got much friends out there. I've got the friends that I know who will be there 24-7 through thick and thin High and low, as you did that then. High and low, up and down. If they're going to be there for me, I'll be there for them. That is the real friend. Now, you don't have to have 20,000 friends. You could just have one friend. As long as you can trust that person with your life, trust them with 
being vulnerable, just trust them to be there, then why do you need fake friends? You don't. I'm using that word need. No one needs fake friends. But you don't want them either. <laughs> and yeah, I think to wrap up, you know, that's what would be your kind of golden nugget saying today? Yeah. Golden nugget. Right, I'll just a bit of advice for people to kind of sum up what we've been talking about tonight to really kind of put the final nail in the coffin. What yeah. I would say is always be vulnerable, always be open with yourself and others and never to give up. And, you know, let's create a more create a more um, interlocking world, like where we're all kind of intertwined and, you know, loving, respecting one another, like, and, yeah, creating true love and connection, because that's what life's all about. Um, it's not the possessions you have, it's, you know, the friends you make along the way, and, you know, how well they know you, you know, is a reflection of how great your friendship was. You know, so be open, be honest, yeah, and share your heart. And as as one more as well, I would say, uh, be the person you'd want your kid to be, but also be the person that you'd want people to remember you by. If you can't be open and honest, then no one's going to remember you for being a true person. Mm. No one's going to remember you for being open and honest and, and trustworthy. So be the person you want people to remember you by. That's the highest version of you, for sure. So yeah, thank you for listening to my hope. Some of these, you know, topic is tough to talk about, and you know, it is tough to hear at the same time as well. Um, but let's continue to draw on that courage. Build up that confidence. Yeah, and let's get back our roar. And just before we finish this podcast, if this is resonating with anyone and people out there who have resonated with our stories and do feel the way we've felt or in the similar situation, please reach out to us. You can find us on Facebook, The Raw Makers, on our Facebook page. We're on Instagram. You can even reach out to our community, Courage and Confidence, Hope of Jason and Adam, or even message us privately on Facebook with Jason Bowman as his name, Adam Ellis as my name. Just please reach out to us. And if you really, really like this YouTube channel as well, if you're listening on YouTube, go and find us if you're not, and then please subscribe and you know hit that notification bell, and we will be serving you with more videos you know and you'll be out you won't miss them um because we get fantastic guests on here lots of interaction and you know great topics you know that are real that are current and that are important um yeah and without further ado you know thank you very much for listening and have a great night thank you very much